Do scents evoke memories and transport you back to being on the beach during your favorite vacation? I know they do for me. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil smells like summer or the beach in Aruba, bottled with all natural uplifting notes of mango, mandarin, grapefruit, lime, and cypress. But it's not just about the elevated scent. This body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. It delivers that coveted post-vacation glow, like you just returned from a tropical getaway. And right now, you can get 10% off your first order with our code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. I love Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I use it every single day and I have for so many years. It makes me feel silky smooth and just glowing. This body oil is rich but never greasy and clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. It visibly firms your skin, leaving you more sculpted and toned. No wonder I feel so great after using it. But it gets even better. With Osea, you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Osea's products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. They are a women-founded company that has been making seaweed-infused skincare for over 28 years. So bring on summer. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skin and body care at Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Right now... I am sitting in our brand new, tiny little apartment in Stockholm, Sweden. This has been a dream of mine for, for a really long time. I'm Swedish. I was born and raised in Sweden. I, I haven't lived in Sweden, though, for almost an entire decade, so 10 years. And we come back to Sweden fairly often. So anything from two to three or sometimes four, even five times a year. Every time we come here, I have to stay in a hotel, which blows um and uh, i mean it's hotel stays are always you know it's, it's fine it's okay but coming to your hometown and staying in a hotel is not that much fun um so whenever i come to sweden i don't really feel like i'm coming home um it's more like it's just yet another trip so i've had this dream in the back of my mind for a long time that oh it would be so amazing to have a little apartment somewhere in stockholm we can leave our things and every time we go back and forth i don't have to travel with these big suitcases and we'll have this feeling of coming home to something versus just bouncing around from hotel to hotel as many dreams i think usually are um, they're kind of in the back of our mind and it's something that we long for but we don't really act on it because for me, the way I think it is for um, yeah, anybody, the idea of owning an apartment or a home in another country is just totally wild and, and, and insane. But what I did is I actually acted on it, <laughs> which is a little bit a little bit crazy, actually. I've done some crazy stuff in the past in the past year. I think having a baby, becoming a mother, makes you a little bit irrational. <laughs> For me, it meant I really wanted to be close to family for the first time in a really long time. Um, I've been missing my mom a lot. There's no one I trust more to help take care of Lea Luna, my baby girl, um, than my mom. So just having her close, I'm just yearning and longing for that. And then I've been browsing online for apartments in Stockholm, and it's so freaking expensive. It's crazy. Um, let me give you guys an example. So in Aruba, we have a almost we have 240 square meter home it's three stories we have uh four bedrooms 
four bathrooms, a little outside apartment, a really big garden that wraps around the whole house, and we have an ocean view. That ginormous house, like it's a gigantic house, um, costs much less than the 32 square meter closet <laughs> that we just bought in Stockholm. I mean, can you, it's just, it blows my mind. It's, it's totally crazy. So if anybody out there, if you're living in a city and you're struggling to pay rent, um, hop on over to the Caribbean. It's uh, it's a little more affordable, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit easier to, uh, yeah, to, to, to buy a home. But what we did is we got a loan. Of course, I'm not, you know, walking around with wads of cash falling out of my, of my purse. Like we, we took a loan just like any, anybody else would. Um, and what we're hoping to do, we haven't started yet, of course, cause we just literally got the place, but is to rent it out and use Airbnb. So ideally we don't, um, have to pay almost anything every month. We can rent it out like a week out of the month and we'll be able to pay off the mortgage and the, the fees and all of that. So in hoping this is going to all work out and we're not going to go broke from this um, decision, but so far so good. So it's 32 square meters. Mm, I'm going to look this up in feet. So 32 square meters are 300, it's 350 square foot, more or less, compared to 2,500 square feet that we have in Aruba. So we've gone from 2,500 square feet to 350. Um, and it's me and Dennis and Ringo and Lea Luna and all of our stuff. If you know us, you know me and Dennis, we're fairly good at accumulating things. Um, our greatest challenge as a family, really, really, I think it's our greatest challenge, is getting rid of stuff and not accumulating stuff. And it's a combination, I think, of Dennis's many, many hobbies. Like he tends to go all in uh, passionately for something and then kind of move on to the next. So it's either diving and then he's diving and he has all the equipment and he has all the different kinds of wetsuits and um what are they called? P <laughs> PFDs, PSD. Wait, I'm gonna well, I'm gonna circle back to that. The thing that keeps you afloat. Um and and gas tanks and all that stuff. And then he kind of zooms onto something else and then he gets super into like he's surfing and then he has twelve surfboards. Currently he is totally into Ironman and triathlons, which means that there is a bike. Everywhere I go, there's a freaking bike in my room. So we're in this tiny little 32 square meter apartment and there's a bike. Um, everywhere I go, if I want to open a door or a cupboard or move something around, I have to move this freaking bike. Um, <laughs> it's actually a, a kind of a big source of annoyance for me, if you, if you can't tell already. But what this means is I'm sitting in this tiny little apartment and I'm surrounded by things. So Dennis has these hobbies where he accumulates things. I am gifted things a lot. It's really, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. If I teach, people tend to gift me beautiful things. Sometimes we have brands and companies that want to send things. Now with a baby, it's been crazy. When I was, um, and we normally we say no to most things. But when I was pregnant, I didn't know what I needed for a baby. And I don't know if this is common for any like first time new parent, but I kind of thought like, okay, I need everything. Like I need to be covered 100%, like all fronts. So I kind of said yes to all sorts of weird baby stuff that people have been sending us, um, which means we just have way too much stuff right now. And I don't know, um, I don't know what to do about it. Like I, it's becoming very noticeable in this tiny apartment. It's in our big house. We can shove things away in like another room. And here we literally have no space for that. So we've been to Ikea. 
um, Ikea, my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite companies. We don't have an Ikea in Aruba. So going to Ikea is like going to Disneyland when we're here in Sweden. And we've tried to be super efficient with our space. And we have all these um, little hidden away like places to organize stuff. And we've been really cautious of um, yeah, how much stuff we we bring into this place but already it's it's slightly overwhelming so i'm looking around and i feel like okay we need we need an intervention of some sort but yeah we are in sweden um last week i recorded with my best friend olivia who's also here we have friends and family here we have some business stuff happening here um sweden is a beautiful beautiful place and actually i feel very much at home here right now and i haven't for the past for the past 10 years. I left 10 years ago almost. Um, and I haven't had this urge or this yearning to be in Sweden. But now that we're here, it's awesome. It's really, really, really beautiful. It's, yeah, it's starting to feel a little bit like home. We haven't moved here. We're not going to move here. Not at all. Like, you know, our lives, our lives are in Aruba. Our animals are in Aruba. Our studio, like our people, our team, everybody's in Aruba. So we're for sure based there. That's, that's home. Um, but it feels really good to have a little nook to come back to whenever you come to Stockholm because we're here for five weeks right now and then we go back to Aruba for a month and then we go back to Sweden for Dennis's Ironman and we're going to be here for a couple more weeks so fingers crossed this is a good decision and we're able to rent the apartment out so we don't go completely um, bankrupt from it <laughs> but it was a very spontaneous thing but I'm, I'm really happy that we that we did and this is my first time recording a podcast in this uh, tiny apartment and I was thinking really long and hard of what to talk about today. And there's so many things going on in my life. Like I have a lot of topics that I could really cover today. I'm starting to realize that this podcasting is becoming very much like my writing. Um, my writing, the, the public writing that I do when I write to Instagram or when I blog. Uh, also my private journaling, which is pretty much the same. Like what I share on Instagram is pretty much what's in my diary. Like it's, it's all the same. But the podcasting is becoming, um, it's becoming a similar space. It's a space for me to share, to vent, to rant if I need to, to open up um, and to really, yeah, to, to shed light on some stuff that's happening in my life. And right now there's so much going on. I don't know where to, I don't know where to begin. I can start maybe by sharing how I'm, I'm feeling at the moment. I'm feeling really tired. Um, I'm, I'm fairly spread thin and I'm wondering how, how did that come about? Because... <laughs> It wasn't the plan. We had this plan to go to Sweden for five weeks and it's summertime here. The sun is out. It's beautiful. And it was going to be semi-vacation slash writing time. So if you didn't know, I'm writing my second book and uh, it's a really tough book to write. I'm writing my second book. It's a book about grief. Uh, my original deadline for this book was early December of last year. So I've pushed this deadline several times. You know, I was pregnant. We were opening the studio. It was so much was happening. Um, and then somehow in my crazy mind, I thought, oh, you know, I can finish this book with a tiny baby. Like, that's no problem. Yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> it really is a problem. It's so hard to get things done um, when you have a little baby. I mean, it shouldn't be a surprise, but I think I'm used to um, I'm used to being this like super woman. I mean, I am tuning my own horn a little bit, but I have an amazing ability to manage a ton of things at the same time. I can be super efficient. I'm a little bit of a workaholic. I love to work. I love my work. I love what I do. I love uh, the companies that we run. I love our team. Like I love watching the growth of what's happening in, in our, uh, you know, entrepreneur wise or in, in our businesses. I love it. 
And I have this ability to do a ton of things at the same time and to really juggle everything. But now with Lea Luna, I don't really want to do that anymore. Like one, I don't want to be that mom for her. I don't want to be that mom. I, I want to bounce on my lap and then like check my email at the same time or, you know, run from place to place and not feel present with her. That's really not what I want to do. So when I'm with her, I'm with her and I'm with her most of the time. So um, it's, it's, it's really um, multitasking with the baby. It's not really something that I want to do. I want to, you know, be present with her. And then if I'm working, I want to be, I need to be on my own. I need to have like section times made Um, like okay I have two hours here to do this and then I can really immerse myself in that Um, and that's been really the plan so we came here I was supposed to write and what we decided was that Dennis was going to train he's training for Ironman which requires a lot of training he's not getting a lot of training done bless his heart Um, I feel kind of bad for him actually because he really he he wants to and should be I I should be more supportive of his of his um, Iron Manning (laughs) It's just really hard. We have so many things that need to happen. So kind of his training has come, become a lower priority. The same way it has my own stuff. I wanted to be here. And for these five weeks that he gets to train in the morning, I get to take a yoga class every day. I wanted to go. There's a studio nearby I like. I wanted to go take a class every day. And then Dennis would take the baby and I would write. And then the plan was because you can walk everywhere around here. There's lots of parks. It's super beautiful. So whenever she needs to eat, he could just kind of loop back to the apartment. I could feed her and then he could go for another three hours. So the idea was for me to do to finish the book and really work and write and for him to be latte papa, which is like the stay-at-home dad. And that hasn't really worked out. <laughs> I haven't gotten a lot of writing done. I have been to one yoga class. We've been here for three and a half weeks. I've been to one yoga class. Um, I've rolled out my mat in this apartment twice and it's been like, five or 10 minutes, something. It's really become the lowest priority right now, taking care of my myself. I've, I've had to, I mean, had to, I'm listening to it now and I realize it's not true. Of course, I choose where I prioritize and what I, where I put my time. Um, but similar in the way that Dennis is not getting a lot of training done, I'm not uh, getting any space to practice. And it's just what's, what's happened. Like it's crunch time. I have to finish this book. Um, I have two weeks to finish the book. Uh, I need to hand in the manuscript to my editor. We have so much going on work-wise and it is what it is, right? So, but when I'm, you know, sitting down and I'm asking myself the question, how am I feeling? Yeah, I'm spread thin. I really am. Um, I'm writing every day, but when I'm writing, it's not the casual inspired writing that I'm used to, but it's like, it's, I'm sitting down and I'm squeezing these words out of my brain. And part of it also is, uh, I mean, I've shared this on Instagram, the book I'm writing right now, it's about grief. It's about pain. I lost my best friend in a car accident. Uh, It's already been three years, which is crazy because it feels like, yeah, like yesterday. And I started writing that book already then. I started doing a lot of writing already then. So I've had this book inside of me for a long time. I just haven't been able to birth it. But every time I sit down to write, it's opening up this pain. I mean, it is. Every every time I open my computer to write, I cry. So it's also very emotionally draining. (laughs) It's, um, it's diving back into these wounds. And it's also asking questions because I'm realizing now it was such a traumatic time. It It was the worst time in my entire life. And I wasn't super present for all of it. Like there's pieces that I've just completely blanked out. 
and parts of it that I don't want to remember. There's parts of it that I'm remembering wrong or that don't make sense time-wise. And um, so I'm having to ask a lot of questions, which is also painful because it means that I'm kind of scratching at this wound for other people too. Um, when I'm asking, you know, what actually happened that day and why was it like this? And, you know, how come we ended up doing that? Or So it's it's a very emotionally draining thing. But at the same time, I know it's healing. Um, I'm a firm believer in going into the pain. So whatever pain we have lingering from our past, I think that the the most sane thing that happens whenever we go through a trauma or through something really intense and, and awful is your mind is going to shut down because it's going to be too much to handle at all at the same time. So right as it happens, it's usually not really possible to sit with all of that pain. But then, you know, life has a tendency to kind of disperse it in doses. And when the time is right, you're going to be faced with this major thing that you need to do or feel or go into um, to really move through that pain fresh as if it was happening in that moment. Um, and that's how we heal. And healing is also a lot about opening up and sharing and um, the same way I'm doing with this podcast or with my writing and, and being honest and yeah, letting some stuff out there, you know, when was the last time you let some stuff out there and I just let something go because that's such an abstract concept, but let it out there. Like, do you have something in your life that you're holding on to or that you're carrying that you're not comfortable talking about? That's a really good question. I mean, you can ask yourself that right now, you know, what is it that you're not comfortable sharing? Maybe there's an experience you've gone through. Maybe it's something about a relationship. Um, maybe it's thoughts or ideas about you. Maybe there's shame or guilt or, you know, what's what's there? We all have stuff. And you, you can, usually we can find out where that is or what that is by um, how we react when someone asks us about it. If we kind of immediately divert the question to something else or we change the subject or we start squirming and it's uncomfortable. Um, letting some stuff out God, it's a, it's a, it's an amazing thing. I would love to encourage you if you're listening to this right now, if you have something that just popped into your mind that you know, like, whoa, this is hard for me to talk about. Take a moment today and, and share it with a friend or take a moment today and write an Instagram post about it or take a moment today and just journal on it. Maybe just for you, if you're not ready to let that out into the world. Um, but no matter how heavy it is, I promise you, you're going to feel lighter. You really, really, really are. I mean, it's it's 100% true. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Shopping can sometimes be awkward and fruitless. Have you ever found yourself buying something a salesperson said looked great, only to go home and realize that the size and color and style was anything but flattering? Maybe you've purchased three of the same thing because you didn't have time to try on different sizes and then you prayed one of them would work and then none of them did. I have this happen all of the time, especially now that I'm nursing. I'm looking for maternity clothes and nursing clothes, and it's just not working out. Online shopping is so hard. Even normal online shopping is just a total game of guessing and hoping. Take the challenge and confusion out of your shopping with Latote. Latote is a fashion subscription box that sends brand name clothing and accessories right to your door for one low monthly fee. Latote's style and fit experts take your measurements and preferences and then use data to fit you better than any other retailer can. You can rent up to $700 every month in name brand clothing and accessories. It's super easy and your closet will never get old since you can receive as many totes as you want per month. Simply wear, return and repeat. 
Go to letote.com. That's L-E-T-O-T-E.com to get started for as low as $39 per month. Enter promo code YOGA at the checkout to get 50% off of your first month. Once you sign up, you'll receive your completely customized tote within days. Wear what you want, return everything in the mail when you're done, and then repeat all month long. Again, that's letote.com. Enter the code YOGA and feel fabulous with fashion delivered right to your door. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. So for me, writing this book, yeah, it's letting it out there. Um, This is a book that eventually, you know, hopefully... Uh, it's going to be published and read by a lot of people, and it's um, I'm bearing my soul here. Like it's 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 heavy, heavy stuff. But I know every time I open my computer, it's it's making me lighter and and it's helping me heal. So I'm grateful that I'm in the process, but I'm also kind of hating the process at the same time because it's just such a struggle. And at the same time, you know, I have meetings every day. So if you're not uh, aware of, of kind of what I do. Uh, me and Dennis, we have seven companies in four different countries. It's as, as insane as it sounds. Um, you know, we have an online platform called 108, uh, where we have yoga, meditation, and tools for healing and well being and wellness. And um, it's going super well. We have so many exciting things happening with 108.com. And really, we're kind of reviving the site this year and we're coming into, a, yeah, extending the platform and refreshing the design and bringing on new people on the team. And we're just putting a big effort in there this year, which is super fun, but a lot of work. Um, and then, of course, we have Island Yoga, which is the brick and mortar studio that we own in Aruba that I'm currently um, working on the idea of franchising that or actually expanding Island Yoga, uh, maybe opening up one in Stockholm. Who knows? Maybe one somewhere else. Um, but that's kind of in the works. And then, you know, we have actually a, a, a line of products that I'm working on, which is so much fun. Uh, I've been hesitant to do that for a long time. I don't know why, because uh, I don't know why. I've, I always felt like, oh, I don't want to do anything that's like super commercial, blah, blah, blah. Like it's all about heart and love. Yes. Um, but at the same time, we do consume products. At the same time, 
There are things that I want to put out into the world that are going to be amazing. And uh, I'm working on some really, really, oh, it gives me goosebumps because it's so much fun. Um, some really heartfelt and, uh, and beautiful things that are going to, yeah, you'll you'll find out. It's all a little bit secret right now. All that is going on. And then I'm writing this book and then uh, it's, uh, it's getting a little, uh, yeah, it's a little crazy. So I was talking to Dennis the other day about, okay, like parenting is challenging. Uh, we've been fighting a little more than usual. Usually me and Dennis, we don't fight ever. Um, he's a very humble, down-to-earth, chill human being. It's You have to work really hard if you want to pull a fight out of that man. <laughs> and that's very good for me because I'm pretty easily triggered and I can be a little overly dramatic and um, we complement each other really well that way. But with the baby, and I think it is not, it's not the baby. It's the fact that we have such limited time to ourselves. That's the, that's the challenge. Um, if he had the space that he needed to train and, you know, to go biking and to go running and to go swimming and, uh, you know, surfing, whatever it is that he needs to do to kind of let off, blow off steam and to, um, you know, moving your body is so important when it comes to just your sanity. Um, and he's a big guy, so he accumulates a lot of energy if he doesn't move. Um, and that's been a problem, the fact that he hasn't had the time and space to yeah, to have a moment to himself and to do what he wants to do to feel good. I haven't had a time and space to practice yoga. Holy shit. <laughs> like that's what I need to be sane and feel good. And then we kind of get triggered by stupid stuff instead of just, you know, feeling, yeah, feeling at home and, and balanced in ourselves and in our individual selves, not just in this family or as a mom and a dad and, or a husband and wife. Um, so I really know that that's the challenge and we're working on it, but um, I have to say parenting is not easy. And we really spoke about that. Like, okay, this is, there's more challenges here than we thought. And, and then it hit me, you know, is it though? Like if we were normal people, okay. Or not normal, what is normal, but regular. Um, if we were actually, or at least one of us was actually on maternity or paternity leave right now, this shit would not be that hard. <laughs> Okay, I mean, there's always challenges, but the fact that we are basically both um, in this full-time thing, running all these businesses and growing these businesses and working super hard at the same time as we're, um, you know, doing this whole parenting thing for the very first time, like, yeah, of course it's hard. Like, we're kind of stupid. <laughs> I'm kind of stupid taking this much on. Like, uh, yeah, no, okay, of course. If I got to wake up in the morning and my one thing, like my one focus, like real big focus was Lea Luna only. Yeah, I, I mean, I could do this and be sane. Uh, we are two people, we're two parents, like we could carve out time for, for us to be alone and all that stuff. But I mean, we're trying to roll with a gazillion things at the same time and then at the same time prioritize her every time, which of course we're always you know, she's number one. And that makes both of us feel like we're leaving all these things um, behind. Like, um, like he feels like he can never catch up with his inbox, which is true. Like Dennis's inbox is the place where emails go to die. <laughs> Ask anyone in our team. I feel like I cannot catch up with my writing. Yeah, I should have handed in this manuscript seven months ago. So then you have all these things that accumulate in the back of your head that like, oh, I didn't finish this. I didn't finish that. I should be there. I wasn't present for that meeting. I should... Da -da 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 -da. And then stress arrives. So I've really, um, that's been an epiphany for me this week that, yeah, it's not so much the baby. It's not so much the parenting. It's all the other stuff around it. So what's the solution? What's the fix here? And that was one of the questions I got today. I asked um, if anybody had questions for the 
to raise in the podcast or topics or things to talk about was um, how do you manage being a CEO for all these companies now uh, when you're traveling and also with a baby? Like, how do you hell, the hell do you pull that off? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> okay, I want to be this superhuman person. I want to be this superwoman, do everything at the same time. I can't. Okay, here, here I am. I can't. Um, I'm failing at it as I speak. Like, I'm, I'm doing my best. Um, I can't do all of this at the same time. And it doesn't mean that I'm a lesser person or that I should be beating myself up. It just means I should be making smarter decisions about how I plan my day and my week ahead. So that's uh, what I'm really, really trying to work on now. And what that means in practice is saying no. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the hardest thing for me. Um, I never say no to anything. I mean, no, I roll with any idea every idea that pops up into my head every creative like fun thing that that everything that that when that makes me go like oh my god that would be great yeah i do that um anything someone asks of me i always say yes if it's um yeah like <laughs> i mean this is a silly example but uh, i get a lot of emails like beautiful emails from people who want to share their story or uh, maybe they found found the yoga practice through my instagram account and they want to say thank you or they're going through something difficult um, and then this just beautiful girl writes today. She's like, oh, she started a, a website uh, about gratitude. And she's like, oh, okay, I have five questions. Could you answer them? And I'm like, yeah, of course I can. And then I, you know, commit to that. And then I add it to my list. And the list is 118 items because I, I like to make lists and plan. And, and at least so I know what I have to do. And it's like, you know, answering these these questions, which of course, in the big scheme of things is not the most important thing for me to do right now. But I don't want to lose that connection uh, with the community, I want to be there for people when they write me. I want to be able to write back as much as I can. Um, I want to be present there. So yeah, said yes to that, did that. It wasn't a big deal. Um, and then we have, like, we're in Sweden now, and and, and uh, whenever we come here, there's always TV or radio or press and stuff like that. And I say yes to everything, like, you know, morning shows here and a radio interview there, blah, blah, blah. And then the day arrives and I'm realizing like, I'm not getting any writing done, which is the priority, or I cannot be present with the baby because I have to run from place to place um, for press. And what? What's the point? Like, why am I doing that? So what I decided is, okay, if I have to choose, and I should choose, should I do a morning show on TV talking about whatever, I, I don't know, life? Or should I take that time to write? Yeah, I should take that time to write. Um, when it comes to personal inquiries or people in the community reaching out yeah i'd rather spend time there than with a magazine for for instance um so that means that i had to together with my assistant this uh week get back to a bunch of people and say i'm so sorry i have to cancel so we actually canceled a ton of interviews we canceled the tv thing we canceled a bunch of stuff which makes me feel so horrible like and i don't know why i don't owe these people anything it's not like they're personal friends of mine that i promise them I would do something. It's not like, you know, that there's a commitment there and it's really, no, you know, but I feel so bad because I feel like I should be able to pull all of this off. That's where I feel bad. I feel like, I feel like you know, there's a part of me that should be this superhuman person that can do everything at the same time. So when I say no, or I cancel something, um, I, I beat myself up about it a lot. And it's something I really want to stop, but I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how. And it's also been a challenge between me and my husband, between me and Dennis, because I keep this superhuman level of life. Like every day I go, 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 go. And all of a sudden I realize, fuck this shit. I don't want to do it anymore. Like it's too much. I hit a wall 
And then I collapse and then I start complaining that he doesn't do enough, which isn't true at all. Like it's not true at all. I'm just used to where we're used to living at this speed and all of a sudden I can't take it anymore. And then it's a surprise for him, of course, because that's not our normal. So it feels good to talk about this, but yeah, I'm spread really thin. I'm working really hard to change that. Um, working on trying to figure out how to say no more. Um, and then coming back to like, what's actually important? What's actually, what are my real priorities? Yeah. Lea Luna, number one, Dennis, number two, like that's what it is. And I'm not saying that, oh my God, I, I love my baby more than my husband, but right now she's a tiny baby. Um, she needs my attention the most. She's stuck to my boob almost 24-7. Like this is, you know, both of our priorities. Like Lea Luna is number one for, for, for all of us, for I feel like my entire family, like even my mom, my sister, like we're always like, how's the baby? Where's the baby? What's happening? And it's a beautiful thing and it should be that way. And then, you know, I don't want to feel like when I'm present with what matters, I am failing or disappointing other people. So that's my, yeah, that's my work this week. It's interesting that this is where I, where my, where this conversation has gone. It's, it's, it's so fascinating. I had a really, oh yeah, wait, before I go into that, um, speaking about disappointing or, you know, disappointing yourself or others or failing, um, people have been casually asking me how the no sugar challenge is going uh yeah <laughs> uh, okay 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 i failed i failed i failed i failed i failed i totally failed miserably if you are still in the 30 day no sugar no gossip no alcohol no whatever you chose um, challenge. I applaud you deeply. I had beautiful intentions. Okay. I had such beautiful intentions. I really did. The reason I put it out there and I was like, I'm not going to, I'm going to quit sugar for 30 days is because I wanted to force myself to stick with it because I knew how hard it was going to be for me. And I, I knew if I told the world, I would have to stick with it. And I did really well for one week. Okay. I had one week of no sugar. And then I had a, <laughs> I call it a mishap. My mom called it a relapse. <laughs> So my mom is in AA and she says, um, you know, if you accidentally or if you have alcohol, it's, it's not like you just, okay, and you continue the next day. Like you start on day one, you start from zero again. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like I did, I did a whole week without sugar. Like, and then I had one tiny stropwaffle. Like tomorrow is still day eight. <laughs> I'm not going to go back to zero again. Like, no, 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 that's not how it works. And I don't want to be too hard on myself because this is a really challenging time in my life. And it was a stupid moment to put this kind of pressure on me. But the intent, my intentions were really good. And I did change a lot of stuff. Like I cut back a lot. I became much more conscious with how much stupid sugar I put in my body lately. And when I'm eating sugar because I'm stressed or emotional versus like actually enjoying it. So I had one week of nothing. And then I had one week of, yeah, barely anything and then I've scaled up and up and up <laughs> and now I'm back to my usual sugar eating um self so yeah that was a that was a big failure and I do feel super disappointed in myself but I also feel like what the fuck come on like there's more important shit to talk about there's more important things to beat myself up over if I have to do that at all um and I really tried Maybe I inspired someone out there and you made the 30 days. Um, and that's a good thing, at least. So I'm only, I'm only human. And uh, 
yeah, it's funny. I started the hashtag 30 days to let go. And then the, I've changed it now. It's 30 days to hold on. <laughs> with all the uh, every time I eat anything with sugar like at my mom's house she's like hmm how's that 30 days of to let go how's that going I'm like shut up it's 30 days to hold on like give me an ice cream <laughs> but yeah you know this is life this is just what life is like we try our best we're just human we do what we can um and I still know like you know minimizing my sugar intake is something I probably will always always work on but probably this moment right now right here this uh, is not the best timing and that's also an interesting balance because you know I'm all for self-love like let yourself be who you are like don't be so hard on yourself like come on just like be more loving you need more love you need more kindness toward you Um, but then there's also you know if we go too much into that direction we kind of give ourselves permission to do anything if that makes sense. Um, let me see if I can phrase this in a good way. So for instance, like we should all be exercising. Like we should all be exercising, moving our bodies every day. Um, if we get told, if we tell ourselves this story, like, oh no, I deserve love. I deserve to be soft and sweet and do whatever I want. Um, and then you stay at home and you don't move your body at all. And you eat a pound of sugar every day. Yeah, you're not going to feel so great in a month, probably in a week, in a day. Like it's not going to be good. So um, we have to find the balance between being a little tiny bit hard on ourselves or at least being a little bit disciplined. You know, what is it that I need to feel good in the long term um, versus what makes me feel good in this moment right now? Um, And I think that's a, a really good thing to keep in mind. So for me, that's usually not a problem because I have this very solid yoga practice. I'm always moving. I like to move. So in the long run, I, I don't feel stagnant. I don't feel I'm always taking care of myself fairly well. So even when I'm overdosing on sugar from time to time, you know, it doesn't take over my entire life. But I do need that discipline at the same time. So if I get too, you know, oh, come on, I deserve it. I deserve everything. Give me all the chocolate. Give me everything. But at the same time, I'm not moving or I'm not eating well aside from that. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't work. So, oh, hello, Ringo. That noise that you just heard, Ringo getting up, shaking his body, uh, that's the number one thing that wakes my baby up. (laughs) Maybe, yeah, five times a night, (laughs) this little guy gets up and he shakes his body. But I'm not hard on him. I mean, it's impossible because he's a dog. Um, But do you know that when dogs get up and they shake their bodies that way, that's them releasing their past. It's releasing, shaking it off, like all the energy that builds up when you're still um, it's letting shit go. And animals do this, which is amazing. It's kind of um, stepping into the present moment again. And it's something we should all really be be working on. Like hitting that, you know, hitting that refresh button or really arriving back here now. Um, and I'm wondering, you know, how many, if, if you're listening right now, do you have a practice that keeps you present? You know, do you have a practice that really pulls you in and brings you right here, right now? What is it? And whatever it is, do more of it. Please do more of it. And for me right now, because I'm not getting time to step on my mat, um, I'm actually, I'm developing these moments. So whenever I'm breastfeeding and I have a, I feel really lucky that I have a, that I have this, this baby that's very supportive with this. But since Leia Luna was born, she does not allow a phone um, when she eats. And this is really interesting. So since she was born, since she was tiny little, like if, even if she's really immersed in her eating, if I pick up my smartphone, she stops. And then she looks at me like, hello, hello, where did you go? Did you just leave? 
did you just check out? You know, and, and even if it's because we spend so much time breastfeeding. So in the beginning, I was like, okay, uh, you know, sometimes you want to, you need to do something, right? Or you need to, you get distracted or you need to ask someone something. Or in the beginning, I was like kind of thinking that I could continue working a little bit here and there. Um, I pick up my phone, she stops eating and she looks at me like this baby is, uh, oh, she's a little Buddha baby. And she's still, and, and the older she gets, the more serious about that she becomes. So when she's asleep, then yeah, then I can pick up my phone. If she's sleeping in my arms. Um, and that you, you guys see on Instagram all the time, like I film us together when we're playing and talking, but when she's eating, um, no, no, not allowed at all. And it means that my time with her when she's feeding is so 100% present. And I decided to really make that my yoga now, you know, because I'm sitting here, I'm holding her, she's eating. It's this amazing connection. I think it's the, it's the deepest connection two souls really can share. Like it's it's the most, oh, the most amazing thing. I love it so much. And since I'm there present with her anyway, like why not really immerse myself in it and actually make it a practice? So whenever I'm holding her, I really tune into my breath. I watch her. I feel a sensation of her eating and the connection, you know, her kind of oh, just holding her little body and we're skin to skin. And it's, oh, it's the most magical thing, uh, you know, but it is possible, of course, to feed your baby and be totally tuned out and think about other things. And of course, I have those moments too. Um, but that's my, my practice right now is I meditate with my baby when she eats. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Are you hiring? Do you manage or own a company where you find yourself sacrificing precious time and resources to the tedious hunt for that perfect employee? Do you know if you're posting your job where you find the best candidates? These days, posting your job in only a few places is not enough to find a quality person. As a business owner myself, I know how impactful the right hire is for a company, and I know what a challenge it can be to search for that one person. You need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently will match the right people to your job better than anybody else. Find candidates in any city, any industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified people find you through ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. No more spending time juggling resumes or interviews. Instead, just quickly screen and organize your candidates and hire that perfect person fast. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter got qualified candidates in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now, my listeners can post their jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash yoga. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash yoga. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash yoga. And whether or not, if you're not breastfeeding, if you're a mom and you're home and she's, you know, you're giving baby the bottle, like, that's okay. No judgment, God. I feel like every time I talk about breastfeeding, there's someone who's like, why are you not, like, supporting moms who use the bottle? Like, I'm not saying that just because I... Yeah, this I have a hard time with just because I am praising breastfeeding because I love it because it's what I'm doing now doesn't mean that I'm not, you know, supporting someone who does it differently. It doesn't mean that I'm not celebrating every other mom there, no matter how you do it. Um, and I really, that's my, it's my least favorite thing when I share something that I love and then someone goes like, well, like you're not, you're not celebrating this other thing. You're making me feel bad because I don't breastfeed. Why? I didn't say anything about anybody else. So even if you're feeding your baby a bottle or if you're giving them porridge or like just 
spending time with your baby, um, making it into a practice when you have those repetitive things that happen throughout the day, which for me right now is breastfeeding. So it happens, I don't know, it's every two to three hours um, or sometimes more, much more if she's if she's in a cranky mood. Uh, instead of it being like, oh, I'm all day long with this baby stuck to my boob. It's, oh, look how many opportunities I have to be present throughout the day all of a sudden. Look how many opportunities I have to sit and be with my child that I love more than life. Look at how many opportunities and how many moments are presented for meditation, for natural meditation. And I am almost getting this feeling the moment now when I sit down and I take a deep breath, I like to take a huge breath in through my nose and then open my mouth. And that's how I really arrived to her. And it's similar to what Ringo does when he's been sleeping and he gets up and he shakes his body. It's like the, it's the release and it's arriving here now. And then I breathe and I'm present with her as she eats. And it's awesome, you know. And right now, that's the yoga. <laughs> that's that's the yoga. That's the yoga of my life right now. Um, I did a, did a down dog yesterday. That was good. <laughs> you know, I if I were to be hard on myself right now for not practicing a dynamic vinyasa every day or for not, you know, yeah, I'm not able. It's not happening right now. I, I can't. I'm, I really, I tried and I have to surrender to the fact that no, my yoga right now is being present with her. And that's beautiful too. And I know the yoga, physical, the asana, it's going to come back. I know it's going to come back. It always does. But right now, instead of being frustrated with it not being here, I'm finding my yoga in other ways. And that's the beauty of this practice. And I'm seeing it more and more. The older I get, um, the longer I teach, the more I, I evolve, the more I see that this stuff that we do on the mat, like it's just it's a tiny, tiny, tiny piece of of the core and the heart of this practice, really. I mean, it absolutely is. It's what pulls us in. It's what keeps us on the mat. I mean, it's what kind of what brings the practice our way. Um, but yoga, you bring it with you everywhere you go. Like you get old, yoga is still there. You get pregnant, yoga is still there. You get injured, yoga is still there. No matter what comes your way, yoga is this tool that you can use to bring yourself back to you. And that's the beauty of all of this. And as I'm sitting here in my tiny little apartment, and I can ask myself that question that I asked in the beginning of the podcast, okay, how am I feeling in this moment? I like to do that throughout the day. I like to do that when I teach also. I like to tell my students, you know, just close your eyes Ask yourself, how am I feeling in this moment? So right here, right now, how are you? And not on the superficial level of like, oh, what's going on in your life or what's happening? And no, 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 no. How are you feeling in this moment? And if you ask yourself that question in the morning, at noon, at night, it's going to be a different answer every single time. But it's a really beautiful practice to keep throughout the day because it keeps you present with what's happening inside. And we tend to get so busy and so worked up with what's going on in, in life and work and family. And, it's, you know, we're always busy, busy, busy. Um, but giving yourself that time to pause and say, hey, how am I feeling? So at the beginning of this podcast, I was feeling really spread thin. I was feeling tired. I was trying all this stuff. And now I've let all that out. And I'm suddenly I'm sitting here. I'm looking around uh, this, this little apartment. Like, it's pretty amazing that I get to even sit here. Like, oh, hot damn. <laughs> You're kidding. Like, I got an apartment in another country somehow like I have a baby that's being walked in a stroller by my amazing husband outside it's our three-year anniversary as I'm recording this we got married three years ago today June 28th you know as soon as I get to let this stuff 
out, vent, rant, whatever you want to call it, just let it out. And it could be into a microphone alone, the way I'm doing it right now. It still works. It could be to another person. It works even better. Um, but being able to give yourself the space to open up, to check in with how you're feeling. I feel completely different right now. Like all of a sudden I made space for gratitude. Gratitude just arrived. I didn't even have to think about, oh, what am I grateful for? It's just, I look around and I go, whoa, wait a minute. Like, look at this space. Look at this life. Look at this like beauty of being here in my life as I am right here, right now. And do I have to feel spread thin all the time? No. And then right now I don't. You know, it's, it's a feeling. It comes and goes. So ask yourself that, how am I feeling in this moment? And if the answer is anything but peace or gratitude, then change something, right? So is it something that you need to walk away from, something you need to remove from your life, something you need to release, let go of? Is there something you need to invite, something you need to create, manifest, bring in? Um, Sometimes, you know, we just need a hug. Like, what do you need to change your state of mind or to change how you're feeling in in the here and now if? you need a change and if you don't need a change if you feel peace and gratitude then yay awesome enjoy that and know it's even if it goes away a little bit from time to time even when things get tough it's still there and it's always going to come back you know peace is our natural state i fully truly truly believe that it's the same thing with our breath so if you take a moment right now and you notice the pace of your breath So how you're inhaling and exhaling and noticing if your breath is moving fast or slow or someplace in between. Just take a moment to become very present with the breath. And then knowing that the natural state of your body is peace. And that means that the natural pace of your breath is deep. Your body wants to take deep breaths. But whenever we're really in the mind and really in the ego and we're thinking about all these things and when we feel stressed, we lose that and the breath becomes really shallow and we feel stress. Um, But as soon as you just come back, so if it's asking that fairly simple question, how am I feeling right now? You might find that the breath automatically returns to a deeper place because that's the natural pace of the breath. Your body wants to take deep breaths all day, every day. You have this underlying current of peace in your life. And then there's all the stuff that happens around it and it's joy and it's sadness and it's grief and it's excitement. You know, everyday life brings us something new. So how can we sit with that and open up about what we need to open up about and, you know, make space for healing when we need to? How can we take all of this in and then return to peace and return to gratitude every single day? Like that's the practice. So finding your way to move into that, that's what I would love to invite you to do right now thank you so much for listening in to this uh fairly unusual episode for me this was uh, this felt really healing again i touched on this earlier if you can find a friend today open up about something or write about it to yourself or share it on instagram Um, if you do please tag me i would love to take part of how you are feeling right now thank you for listening to this week's episode if you enjoyed this episode make sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of from the heart conversations with yoga girl you can find all of these on rachelbraithen.com on apple podcasts google play or anywhere you normally get your podcasts and of course don't forget to leave a review and subscribe while you are there 
huge thank you to the folks at Digital Media for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors, ZipRecruiter and Latote. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.